0: to the journey a podcast where we will share stories on how we find Jesus along the road of life my name is Candy Hagen and I'm so glad that you're here I want to thank you for joining in and I hope that you will not only be blessed by the stories you hear but challenged to look at your own life and see how Jesus reveals himself to you I want you to know that I'm new to podcasting and I am far from perfect you will notice the sound may be a little different at times and there are definitely bumps and bruises along the way I think something that is unique about my podcast is that I travel to people and interview them wherever I can. During our journey, you may find yourself in a Barnes and Noble, and the next time in a church classroom. I will go anywhere I need to go to talk about the amazing thing the Lord is doing in a person's life, and listen to them share how they find Jesus along the way. We all have stories to tell, and we all have learned some great lessons along the way. Have you ever said out loud, I cannot be the only person who feels this way? Guess what? You're not alone. Life can be filled with challenges and triumphs, and similar to my podcast, the road can be pretty bumpy. Isn't it wonderful though to know that you're not alone, that you have other women who have walked a similar path and they can share their wisdom with you? So I invite you to come along and share in the journey. Pull up a chair and join us at the table while we talk about how we meet Jesus along the road of life. Hey, everybody. It's nice to finally be back. It's been a while since I've been able to journey and find um, some people to talk with and some conversations to have, but just recently I was able to drive up to Pearson, Florida and sit down with Regina Tias and talk with her about what it's like to work full time and then also to be involved full time at your church in ministry. And her and her husband, uh, Pastor Max, have been at their church for 25 years. It's a long time. She's been an educator, I think, for that entire time. And they've raised a daughter. And so we just have a good time talking about all of those things and um, the joys and the struggles and, and how we find Jesus in that time. And so I'm excited for this, and I hope you enjoy it.
1: My name is Regina Tyus. Um I'm married to Max Tyas who is the pastor of Community Christian Assembly and Open Bible Church here in Pearson, Florida, which is central Florida. Um, not very many people know where Pearson is, but just to give you a landmark, we're about 22 miles west of Daytona Beach, Okay. Um, but we're in a rural community. And we've been here, uh, we're starting our 25th year. Wow. And I had never heard of Pearson <laughs> before we came to candidate for the church. But God led us here, and we um, raised our daughter here. She went to um, elementary, high school, graduated high school, and um, all here in Little Pearson, Florida. Oh, wow! Um, I'm an educator, um, a teacher, and a school counselor. And I work alongside my husband. Um, you know with the ministries at yeah. the church.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, and your daughter just graduated right? She um, just graduated with her master's degree in law from wow. Florida State. She um, by vocation is a TV producer.
0: Yes which I think that's so fun. Yeah. I love that. She has
1: really neat experiences. We well get I, to, get I to hope, hear about them. <laughs> yeah I
0: hope to meet her. She looks just like a wonderful and she's just beautiful. The pictures I see of her online and Know that you guys just love her so much,
1: and she really loves the Lord. Yeah, and, you know, maybe could do something like this with her sometimes. Yeah, she that is. would really be
0: great. fun. That would be awesome. I would love that. Um, so, you're are you a Florida native? That's
1: I am a native Floridian. I was born in the Panhandle. Okay, I grew up in the Panhandle. Um, my husband is a native Floridian, but he was born in Jacksonville nice. and grew up in um, Saint Petersburg.
0: Oh, wow, because you don't always, since I've moved here, I mean, I've only been here two years, I don't often meet a native Floridian. I mean, that's kind of rare, so that's fun. Um, Hi, Pastor Max. a lot of
1: transplants Transplants here.
0: Yeah, a lot of people, um, I've I've gotten that. When my kids started school, when we first moved here, it was like over 50% of their class, for each of them, they were in 6th, 7th, and ninth. Over 50% were um, transfers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, you guys aren't going to be the only new kids. There's a lot of new exactly. kids. So that's been, make, it makes it a little interesting building relationships and things um, when everybody's new mm-hmm. in our neighborhood and stuff like that. But, well, thank you so much for having me at your house. It's yes. beautiful. And um, I love your swimming pool. So and you can come and enjoy it. And, and enjoy it. I sometime. know, right? Yeah. My kids would love that. Yeah, we we'll um, have to have them. Yes, that would be wonderful. Well, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Um, So one of the things I love about this podcast is, and the reason I started it was when I would encounter and meet different women of the Southeast region of Open Bible Churches, I was amazed at their stories from people who were, you know, either they... uh, were born in a foreign country, lived in a foreign country, moved here, or women who are planting churches. And um, one of the reasons I wanted to uh, talk to you, too, is for uh, the other women in our region to hear your story. And so one of my first questions is, since you are a full-time educator and you work in the full-time ministry, how do you juggle that? I mean, that's, that's a big deal.
1: Well, I juggle it very carefully. Yeah. And intentionally, and sometimes not too well, but um, the I guess the biggest thing I would say about that is um, it's really about balance. Our, our management of that over the years has been because my husband and I just really um, tried to be in harmony and in unity about my commitments to my profession and mm-hmm. the school, as well as what commitments I made to the church. And trying to be faithful and dedicated to both of those yeah. and, um, you know we we both were involved in the school system here my husband was involved in the school advisory council for a number of years so um, but it's it was just all about planning and trying to keep um, our level of commitment to both of those things um, you know where we could handle it yeah. and it really Um, A lot of times it was about sacrifice, too, Mm -hmm. because, um, especially with, um, I always fulfilled my commitments to my job, but we also had a daughter that we were raising, she was very involved in athletics, so, um, and I don't know if this was really where you wanted me to go with it, but but, um, we, you know, we wanted her to to enjoy uh, school and be involved in sports, so we always tried to support her in that, but sometimes there were sacrifices that had to be made. Yeah. And um, oftentimes we would divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. I would go, do, especially before she could drive, go do the athletic thing with her. Yeah, Max would, you know, mind the store or take care of the church commitments. Um, but, uh, you know, occasionally um, both of us had to be... At the church for mm-hmm. various reasons. So yeah. sometimes our daughter, you know, there were some sacrifices that came along the way. But um, you know, we tried to compensate for those, yeah. you know, in other areas. And so, just planning yeah. and being together with your spouse and Max really um, supports me in my in my profession, yeah. and has always encouraged me to. Um, You know, do other other kinds of certifications, and so I've taken on some of those things throughout the years. And he's um, supported with uh, supported me. I recently got my certification certification in autism spectrum disorders. Oh wow! And so I was taking some classes at night, but you know, i I also have to say that my philosophy, my personal philosophy, is. Whatever level of commitment I I give to my profession, I must give that same level of commitment to the ministry Mm -hmm. and to the Lord because he you know, he's supreme. Yeah. But um so I always try to like not um always try to support the church in every activity that I could. Yeah, you know, and not you know, not um make that second place. Yeah. But keeping them all. <laughs> keeping them all. I mean, that's, it's yeah. a lot to juggle. And it's, it's, you know, it's just a lot of um, planning and just making sure that we were all on the, we were on the same page mm-hmm. and supported each other. And, and um, you know, yeah, and the having, Lord helped us. And looking back, sometimes I'm like, especially when our daughter was in high school, I'm like, I don't know how we did all that. <laughs>
0: By the grace of God, right?
1: But, you know, yeah. teamwork, right?
0: Yeah, it's good. I've, I've also always had to work. Um, I've never been just a stay-at-home mom, which I struggled with when my kids were little, but seeing God's hand in it now. But it is a lot to balance work, your family, ministry, all of those things. And, um, you know, I think we care deeply about our kids and, and how they'll view it all. You know, are my kids going to want to go to church? And I've always wanted my kids to love ministry and love church. And so we too are, we're kind of in the thick of balancing those sports and, okay, we're going to divide and conquer. Sometimes we're going to miss it sometimes, you know, and I think we do the best we can. And I imagine we do better than we think we do, Yeah. you know, um, but God really does make up the difference. And, um, I just, I, I commend you for that. I think it. From what I can tell, it seems like you've done a really, really good job, a great example.
1: That was always one of our concerns, that mm-hmm. we did not want our daughter to have a negative view of church yeah. or anything spiritual because of our commitments, that mm-hmm. um, God has blessed us. And, you know, Tyler loves the Lord. She's a strong Christian. Yeah. She's really a prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. She is one of my go-to people when I meet where I call my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, we we had to be very intentional during her growing up years mm-hmm. to, we never talked about um, anything really church-related yeah. in front of her. Um, she really didn't know anything about the inner workings of ministry in yeah. terms of personalities or anything until she was an adult.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, we wanted her to have um, the very best positive view of of the church mm-hmm. and people. Because, yeah. you know, we're all human and we have our frailties. And we just wanted her to, to see the best in people. Yeah, um, And so, but also, we really tried to, like you guys, we really tried to. When ministry took us to... Um, was a priority and we maybe couldn't attend mm-hmm. some things or our family schedule had to be reworked maybe a birthday couldn't be separate celebrated Yeah. on the birthday yeah. <laughs> you know we, because it was a Wednesday night or you know yeah. so we tried to do other things to um, to let her know how valued she was yeah. and that that was a special day and you know we might not have got to celebrate it that very night but we did other things to yeah, to just underscore the value and kind of, I guess the best word I can think of is compensate.
0: Yeah, you learn to pivot. Like, we do that a lot. I think my kids have really learned to be flexible, and they can, you know – Being in ministry, I wasn't really able to have like a set schedule that we're going to do everything at this time. I mean, kids just had to be ready to get in the car to go here, to go there, and
1: and dinner isn't always at the same time. No,
0: and you know, it's it's going to look different. But I think when you know we learn how to handle those things as parents, and we can, you know, our kids know that no matter what happens, though, that they're loved, they're cared for, that I have value, that I matter. You know, they really do become amazing adults. That's what I'm praying and hoping they do.
1: And they, I think that kind of helps them as they're growing up to develop the ability to be flexible Mm -hmm. and understand that you know, you just have to give sometimes, but it comes back. It comes back. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's kind of
0: it's. It's fun, and there's a lot of blessings in ministry. There's a lot of sacrifice, but mm-hmm. it's been fun for our kids to see. You know, the sacrifice is hard and heavy, but look, you know, just surprise gifts, gift cards, just you know, fun things like you know
1: they get to be around some of the most amazing. People. Yeah, they do. One thing in our daughter's growing up years that, guest speakers that we had mm-hmm. um, at the church or when we went to conference. Yeah, um, we always. Most years we tried to take her to national conference. She got to hear, you know, the most amazing speakers and interact with other ministers and their wives Mm -hmm. and children. And so I think her life has been enriched in that way. And and that's, you know, the average kid doesn't get that experience. It's true. We
0: try to remind our kids of that all the time because we're like, we'll we'll visit different churches if we come to your church or we'll go down south or, and we just, you know, remind our kids of all these people that love them and are praying for them. And really moving here, our family just got so much bigger. And I, I love that about ministry. And I know that's not always the case for everybody, but, um, I think it, it is definitely a blessing. It's a really, yeah. And I think, you know, I hope people hearing kind of this, you know, your story a little bit, too, is that they are realized that you can do both. You don't have to just do one or the other, but yes. that you can hold a full-time job and be a pastor's wife and be a mom and and do it well with the Lord. I feel like that,
1: you know, that's part of who I am. Yeah. yeah. My um, profession as an educator and a school counselor, that's that's part of who I am. And yeah. So... I think it's my part of my calling. Yeah. You know, my other part of my calling is to support my husband and yeah, be a help to him and you know be a mom. But um, I think it's Im- important for women who have a profession or feel called to mm-hmm. a profession or have a gift or a talent to feel um, validated to pursue that. Yeah. You know that part of their life that you can do it, and God, you know, God really uses. Um, women in those in the marketplace, mm-hmm. pastors' wives. Yeah, I mean, I think God, you know, He, He's with us everywhere, and um, so I just think it's His placing us in the marketplace and whatever you yeah. know situation is is part of His calling for us. Yeah, and we walk in it in obedience and. He blesses us for it. That yeah, is so good. So if, you know, if there's someone out there that's struggling mm-hmm. with that, you know, I net, like you, I never was a stay home mom. Mm-hmm. I stayed home for six weeks, and I went back to work. Yeah. And I just, but I knew that was part of, of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were blessed with wonderful um, health and child care, so that, you know, I was able to continue. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's,
0: you know, there's nothing, I think some people maybe feel pigeonholed, like if their husband's going to go into ministry, or I don't feel called to be a pastor's wife. And that doesn't necessarily, you know, I kind of feel like that might be an antiquated theme. Like, yeah. you know, being a pastor's wife isn't just your husband's a pastor, so you have to do A, B, C, and D. I think it it's very, um, not just flexible, but it's fluid. Maybe And you don't the,
1: have to submerge your personality. And none yeah. of your husbands. And yeah. I think you get to be that's your the own person that
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're not you, you're the pastor's wife, yeah. you know, and you're kind of a reflection of him. But really, um, I think God just wants us to be who we are. Mm-hmm. We may also be a pastor's wife, yeah, that's that we're good. a woman, we're an individual, we're who God created us to be. And sometimes He gives us, you know, extra gifts to use yeah. in the marketplace. So.
0: I love that. That's so good. Well, what's something um, that you really love and value? Um, maybe about ministry or just about your life, too.
1: Well, I gave that some thought. Um, and I think by nature, I'm a caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I love being around people. Um, I love really just getting to know people. I mean, really getting to know people yeah. at the grassroots level. And... You know, sometimes you come across those people in your life that you get to know them. They get to know you, and especially, um, I would say, with other ministry families, um, building relationships and just getting to know people in a way that they love you at your weakest mm-hmm. moment, and and they love you at your strongest moments, yeah. and they're just there to support you. But in the line of relationships, and I think that's the thing that I love most. And yeah. also, um, I love reaching out to those who are on the periphery, mm-hmm. whether that's in a ministry environment or, or just in a social environment, um, especially those that maybe are marginalized yeah. or are not included Mm -hmm. i think that's one of my gifts yeah it's to just care for people in that way yeah i love to see them come in and and be in closer fellowship and feel welcomed and and just valued and
0: validated that's so important and oftentimes you know i don't think everybody sees that a lot of us are kind of caught up in the moment but those that are on the outside that are hurting or just feel lost it's i mean it's you know one of the best feelings to have somebody come and and say hey i see you and i want you to yeah.
1: just come sit with me yeah and, i love that you know,
0: and i see that i when i um when we first moved here and we went to the ladies retreat that you hosted um i went home and i told nathan i said man Regina just, like, loves people really well, from all the gifts to just how you just cared for everybody, and it just kind of just flows out of who you are. So I could even see that without, you know, really getting to sit down and talk with you and whatnot, but just from just the fruit of your life, that that, that is very evident in, in who you are, and, and I think it's such a great quality. Yeah. People you. are so blessed, you know, to to have that. Um, well, what, what is something that... Uh, what helps to get you through cuz ministry can be hard right like
1: <laughs> i mean anybody
0: who's in ministry knows there's been multiple times where you may have thought yeah i'm done i don't know this i don't know if this is worth it um, and so what has kind of gotten you through some of those those tough times
1: well there've been a lot of those yeah. times over the years but i would say in the last you know couple of years they've, they've been more frequent mm-hmm. and and more um, pronounced, yeah. <laughs> the you know, but I think all of us have with the, the whole cultural and you know, COVID thing. But um, I would say what's gotten me through is just knowing, just having the faith that God is going to provide a solution. Yeah, I may not know what the solution is. I may. I'm even doubted at some times you know yeah. the, the evidence of it but deep in my heart I know I have an abiding faith I know that I can trust God mm-hmm. um, so that first of all that in times of severe trial um, I've really come to value times of intercessory prayer yeah where you just get on your knees and you just cry out to God yeah um, and and in in that same vein, um, being able to um, to have ministry friends come alongside mm-hmm. you and pray, and I have, can't leave my husband out. He is so steadfast and like yeah. that when there is a when we're walking through a trial, whether it's related to the church or our family or you know something mm-hmm. physical, he just. He's just steadfast, he yeah. just, you know, puts one foot th- th- in front of the other, and and gives me security, mm-hmm. you know, just to know that hey, it's gonna be all right. We're together, you know, as long as we're together, and we and we have the Lord, we're gonna, you know, he'll see us through. Yeah. Um, and I think um, observing others also who. Um, who model joy mm-hmm. in the middle of trials. Yeah. I have a dear friend, I won't call her name on the podcast because <laughs> I didn't get her permission, but um, she and her husband are ministers and they have been some, through some severe trials and and still are walking through. But she is such a model of joy yeah. and just, you know... Always um, just giving you. Well, she's on Facebook quite a bit, but what I see of her on Facebook is never like her comments, it's mm-hmm. just really from scripture and sharing. Yeah. And just, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's encouragement <laughs> to me to believe that if they can have joy yeah. and, and know in these times of deep trial that. I can have that too and it's that's one of my um, I guess I would say a weakness is that sometimes I kind of let the joy yeah, um, leak out a little bit Yeah, it's hard that <laughs> you mm-hmm. know just my faith just really learning the value of intercession mm-hmm. and um, my husband and, and and looking at others that that lead the way yeah for me in that
0: well that's so great and I think you know the Lord instructs us in those things you know to and I prayer I have grown to realize how necessary prayer is and really developing more of a prayer life for myself and just realizing like that I you just can't go on without it you need it it's our lifeline to the Lord and And then having a wonderful, steadfast spouse. And then I also loved, you know, sharing about a friend that encourages you. And I thought of um, where the Lord reminds us to let us not forget, you know, to not only encourage one another, but to meet together and how what we're going through can encourage someone else. You know, when we're taking that redeemed situation, a, a terrible situation, but we're processing it through our faith and we're allowing God's grace to just flow over that. It can come out joyful, and encouraging for someone else. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's really, really good. Um, well, my last question is: What is um, maybe some an advice, some advice you'd want to give, or or something you'd um, you know that would be encouraging for someone who maybe just might be in the same place? They're working, they're in ministry, you know, and and um, something that could be encouraging for them.
1: Well. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that um, my piece of advice is: reach out. Mm-hmm. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. Don't let pride stand in your way. If yeah. you have a need, if you're walking through something, if you have questions, if there's uncertainties, find someone that you trust—a ministry, um, couple, or individual that you know that you really have trust mm-hmm. in. And reach out to them and, um, and ask them to come, come alongside you. Um, we went through a situation last summer. Um, my husband was experiencing a lot of physical, um, concerns Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we had just entered into COVID like in March and then he started developing these concerns and, um, he never had anything like that before. He yeah. was never anxious, or he was just always like, you know, never had any problems with anxiety or anything of that nature. Yeah. And there were a lot of things happening. Um, he was having to undergo some heart tests. He was experiencing just a, a myriad of symptoms. Yeah. And we were trying to seek out, you know, direction. And it was very hard during that time to even get medical appointments. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I'm like, you know what? This is not a time for us to be shy, mm-hmm. timid, embarrassed, or let pride hold us back. We need our brothers and sisters, yeah. particularly our brothers and sisters in the ministry, mm-hmm. that I know love us yeah. and know how to pray. And yep. I started ringing people up on the phone. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, your husband prayed with us over the phone, but I started, like, calling some of the women, you know, in the Southeast region who I had relationships Mm -hmm. with that I knew loved me. Yeah. And then I knew they knew how to touch God. Yeah. And I would call them up, and they would pray with me. And then a couple of times, because I felt like I was um, through all of his stuff, and I may be saying more than you wanted me to say, no, but you're, oh, it's great. fear really started to mm-hmm. invade me and started to try and attach itself to me. Yeah. And, and I was becoming very, um, really, not able to function. Weak, you know, mm-hmm. needed to lay on the sofa. <laughs> yeah. All that kind of stuff. But I would reach out to a couple of different individuals who would pray with me, and then, um, of course, you know, people in our church I knew prayed yeah. but I also um, we reached out to Max and I together called some of our ministry friends and there is nothing in the world like being on the phone mm-hmm. with someone who knows how to pray in the spirit yep. and you on your knees and them interceding and you feeling the hand of God mm-hmm. the touch of God lifting yeah that heaviness and bringing peace, and so that's my advice. I I I learned from last year that we need each other, and mm-hmm. often I think as ministers and ministers' wives, we are kind of like
0: yeah, we put a protection wall. Like I those, got this. I don't need. We help. put up
1: those boundaries. You know, God mm-hmm. and I have this, and He does have us. Yeah. And it's you know, it's totally. His doing and his moving and his working, but he uses people, mm-hmm. and um, so we we had not practiced really reaching out, especially to you know to other ministers yeah. and their wives. But I um I've said on a couple of occasions since then. I think at the Christmas party, maybe even I said it. Uh, you know, don't don't walk through something alone. Yeah, it's. That's as good as the enemy wants. Mm-hmm. Isn't it true? He great wants God. to separate let us, us. Let us come alongside mm-hmm. you and pray and intercede. and so
0: I love that. It's my
1: advice. <laughs> I
0: think it's a great advice. And, you know, it's interesting. I do think in ministry, at some point along the line, you start to isolate, whether it's pride, whether it's fear, but you start to think, I can do this on my own because if you can't do it on your own, then it's like, oh, maybe I'm not spiritual enough or my faith isn't strong enough. And, and I just think it's such a tool of the enemy to isolate us. And then, you know, all of the things that you shared, it was like in at Christmas, when we went through just that really difficult time with Nathan and then with my mom and, um, it it was so hard and the fear was so palpable. It's like, I could feel it. And, but then when you'd reach, when I'd reach out and call and someone would pray for me in the spirit it was just it's what got me through. Yes. It's so I would echo that reach
1: out it's so important. And it's it's all not an easy thing to do Mm-mm. sometimes because we yeah. really, you know, well that means I like you said that I yeah. can't handle it, but really God doesn't want us to handle it alone. That's why he has the body of Christ. Yeah. And so it's uh, was a valuable lesson for me to learn yeah. last year, and and I think you know, probably um, men are even less likely to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we have to kind of help them along yeah. sometimes. So. Yeah, it's true.
0: It's, it's it's good. That's what we're there for, right? Kind of help them. Well, thank you. This was wonderful. I really um, love hearing parts of your story and. Um, I look forward to seeing how this will minister to people, and for the other women in our region to get to know you, who maybe didn't know all these wonderful things
1: about you. So, well, thank you, Candy, yeah. so much for um, even thinking of me and driving all the way to Pearson. <laughs> I loved
0: it, the fern capital of the world. The fern capital of the world. <laughs> it's yes. beautiful,
1: and just um, you know, giving me the the opportunity to to share. Yeah. Um, I love you and I appreciate oh, thank you. you and I just want you to know that if you ever need someone